Hello, and welcome to Grow With Soul. I'm Kate Ferris, a coach, writer, hiker, and recovering high achiever, and this is a work in life podcast. Join me for discussions and musings about how our work can be a small and magical part of a bigger, more meaningful life. So come on in, get comfy, and let's begin. Hello, and welcome back to Grow With Soul. Today I am back with Kate, and as we promised in our last conversation, today we're wrestling with the question of how to rebuild confidence. As with all great conversations, this took us to many different places and uncovered things we didn't even really know were there. So we talked about commitments to self and to others, self-betrayal, self-sabotage, the difference between confidence and trust, and came out with perhaps more questions than answers. But isn't that the way of life? So let's dig in. Hello. Hello, friend. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. Welcome on back. Well, I'm like, and I feel like I'm being welcomed into your new home right now. <laughs> Quite literally, yeah. It's, I was just going to say, it's like a whole other season to the last time we spoke, but like new space, new noises outside, or like all the all the newness. Yeah, yeah, gosh, it'll be, I don't know, like what, like a beginning of a new chapter and like what's what's going to be created there? What's going to... What's going to happen in that space? Oh, I'm, ex- I'm excited to, to see what <laughs> <Me> happens. <too. laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> Me, and I'm totally fine about it. <laughs> so what is sort of new? What's been going on? What's kind of anything sort of developed or come up since the last time we spoke, which was in August and it's now November. So that's like a whole three months. Is it? It's yeah. a season. Mm. <laughs> like it's basically a season. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, been interesting because since the end of August, I'm trying to think back to even like what I said was happening then or like what I was working on then. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember talking about how I had been writing more in the summer, kind of on <laughs> like a pilot, kind of on just. I don't know, see what happens, like kind of just doing more personal writing, see what happens. And I would say in a lot of ways, like work as I would normally define it, or like, I guess the things I was thinking about working towards before I've really pushed to the side for this year, like just really gotten to a place of none of this is important in 2021. Right now, like these are not the things to be focusing on. I think that I was focusing on like it's almost like the story in my head was I needed to have something to show by the end of 2021 and I don't really I mean Mm -hmm. I guess I have the podcast you know I did start a kind of a different podcast this year but yeah I'm like I don't and I'm not going to and I think I've really come to a place of that's okay or like it has to be okay because it's also in service Mm -hmm. of some other stuff and some other work and yeah, so it's like I have I have done a couple of like small projects, but they're not writing and and just having to be like that's okay for 2021. I can think about writing next year. Yeah, yeah. I, that really sort of strikes at me as well because I think there was this compulsion of just like 
after the lost year of 2020 to kind of, and especially around the new year of 2021, of just like, okay, we're going to make up for it all. We're going to do twice as much. And it was just like, <laughs> and you know, I think I was like, I was going to have a book proposal done. I was going to have this, I was going to have that. And I was just like, no. <laughs> yeah. <got> no things. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious, like what you've been up to for the last like few months but also even like just where you're at and like what you're thinking about. Cause it's like, I know the year is not done, but I'm thinking, but we'll, it is. Probably be, well, and it's also like, this will be, I assume the last time we record in this year, probably. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm like curious what you're thinking about mm. for the next couple of months or how many weeks are even left. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I'm kind of like, by the time it gets to December, I'm like, it's over. <laughs> and it's interesting. Cause I've just said how, you know, I don't have anything to show. But I did like completely redesign my website since we last spoke. I did technically, I didn't launch it, but I made public an offering. And, you know, I spent really a lot of the last three months very hard at work at figuring out what I wanted. And then I moved house and I was like, I don't actually want any of this. <laughs> Which I think was a symptom of being in my old house, having like the whole house move being so up in the air and just like craving stability and being like, okay, well, I know I can do this offering. So I'm just gonna like do it. And then having the house stuff alleviated, it was suddenly like, okay, no, <laughs> I've got stability here now. I, I don't need that, want that or anything. So it's a sort of interesting, and I guess the reason I say, I feel like I've got nothing to show for it is that although there was, like a lot of work done over the last three months. It's all stuff I feel like I need to just do again. So, mm, yeah. Like new website, new Not offering, new website or... necessarily, actually, because I think the website was more of a through thread from like before, before. But a lot of the work I've been doing about what I want to actually physically do to make money, I need to just redo all of that. <laughs> that. That is so fascinating. And even just from the perspective of like that you're recognizing that what you were wanting was almost like you said stability. It's almost like unanswer. Like we want mm. some sense of unanswer and actually that the new house provided something for you. And so it's like, it's not about the work at all. Like mm-hmm. it's just like craving something, like knowing something, knowing that something, well, it's not like control, but like, yeah, that you just know how mm. something is going to go. Yeah. Definitely. That's so and it, interesting. I, and I think that because we were planning to speak about confidence today and maybe I'm like massively jumping ahead, but that does feel like a massive part of that is that can you feel confident without knowing what you're doing? <laughs> and that without having like a project and milestones and like little things you can check off, like how does confidence exist without having that? And so to seek something, seek an answer, that means that you are somewhat capable, which can make you get up in the morning. Oh my, oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just get, get into it because I'm like, I have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts around this. Like we, yeah, we were talking about confidence and like specifically for me, how I had lost it or just like, like not lost it completely, but like certainly hit like a bump in the road with it after well, after releasing a book during a pandemic. <laughs> Funny that. <laughs> um, and it's interesting, like, I've had a few different thoughts. Like, I haven't, 
you know, had this as like a top of mind thought of, oh, I need to prepare for our podcast. But I've had these like little moments come up where I've then like kind of bookmarked them in my head being like, oh, I want to talk to Kate about this. And one of them was like, we were talking about just like, how do you rebuild confidence? And a thought or almost a question that came up for me was like, what if that's not the question? What if the question is like, how can you rebuild your Mm self-trust? Like maybe it's not about confidence at all. Maybe it's like, how can I remind myself? This is where I got to. It's like, how can I remind myself that I'm resilient, that I am capable, I've gotten tons of stuff done? Or like, what kinds of things in my life have I pushed myself through and worked through really effectively? Like, how do I know I can trust myself to get back to work in whatever work looks like in the future? Like, how, do, how can I trust myself? How can I, how can I get there? Because I'm like, then I just thought like the, the backwards thought or and maybe it's a full circle I'm horrible with analogies (laughs) it's like if you can even just reflect on things that you've gotten yourself through including even just like big projects or you know work-related things I think you can see um, or like your confidence can come from that or some amount of it it's like oh like I have done xyz I have gotten myself through really big challenges before this is a bump in the road and I have proof in past, like from past experience that I can get through this period. And that's a question I've been sitting with a lot. And as you talk, the thing that the question that I don't have the answer to is, is what is the difference or is there a difference between self-trust and confidence? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like probably yes. Like the initial thought for me, this is going to sound this is going to take it in a different direction, but just briefly, like trust has been a topic I've explored a lot this year, specifically in therapy and around not just like relationships, but friendships. And, and just this question of like, how do you know that you can trust others? Or like, how do you build trust? And of course, there are many ways this actually makes me think there's like a, a great talk that Brene Brown did on the anatomy of trust. It's so fantastic. I've probably listened to it like 10 times. Mm. But like simple ones can be, you know, things like your actions line up with your words. And so that's true for others as well. Like if others say they're going to do things and then follow through, that builds trust. And it's also just like the continual act of showing up. So not just doing it once, but doing it over and over again. Like that is a way you know you can trust someone, but also you know you can trust yourself. And so I've been sitting with that a lot. And then I would also say that a question, I I know Nicole's asked this like many times, Nicole Antoinette, but a question that I guess I've been sitting with a lot since since October specifically is like what does it look and feel like when you follow through on the commitments you make to yourself so the things that really have nothing to do with anyone else like they're they're not goals that you set for other people there's no like sort of public or just outward aspect to it it's it's like you want to do something and you actually follow through with it I had this goal in October that again, like I, I told like two people about, which was that I wanted to walk 10,000 steps a day. And it's so arbitrary, right? Like in a lot of ways, it doesn't mean anything, but it was just for me, which is in a way also why I didn't tell anyone really. Mm-hmm. And it was, yeah, it was just interesting to like get to the end of the month and be like, I didn't do it every day, but I averaged it throughout the month. 
And so I did do it. Like the steps add up to the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah, it just gave me this feeling of like, like in a weird way, like, A, I can trust myself to follow through on something. That's such a little thing. But also confidence does come from that of like, Mm -hmm. oh, I can do a thing. Like I said, I was going to do a thing and I can do it. And I do think that there's, for me anyways, like some amount of confidence comes from like either doing things that I've said I'm going to do or like see I can do them, right? Like you like try something new and you you saw that maybe it wasn't as hard as you thought or just that you could actually try it. You're like, oh, wow, that's mm. like a new thing that I never knew I could do. Or it's like, yeah, doing things that you're good at and letting yourself feel that. Like, oh, I'm actually like inherently kind of good at this thing or that thing. And that that is another thing that, I don't know, has been building it for me. Mm. That was really rambly, but there's, I'm just, yeah, lots of thoughts. <laughs> lots of thoughts, yeah. And I think the, I want to circle back to the commitment thing, but I'm also wondering whether confidence is the expression or the action of self-trust, like self-trust as a verb. Like it's a way that you have self-trust and then that becomes, it's like expressed as confidence to do things rather than being the exact same thing. Yeah, this is why you're, you're a coach, Kate. You like listened <laughs> and then summed up my thoughts. It's four words that you meant. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the commitment thing is interesting because it's a word that's come up for me recently too, but in a slightly different way of like, I don't want to commit to that. Like, I, and, and it was like very chicken and egg of like, do I not feel confident or do I not feel self-trust around this because it's actually something that I don't want to commit to? Or do I not want to commit to it because I don't feel confident in being able to follow through? Those are two different questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is there a thing? And, and if you don't want to talk about what it would be, but yeah, is there a thing even just on your mind of something you don't want to commit to? <laughs> like, I, I guess it was actually, it for me at the moment, it's l- long-term commitments. So like committing to work with someone for six months, I feel like I don't know if I can or want to do that because like, I've just moved house, you know, all the things. It just feels like, whoa, I just feel this very kind of bodily moving away from making a long-term commitment to somebody in that way. And especially in a way where you have to like really be there and be really present for them and stuff. Like I I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that in two weeks, let alone in two months. And so that that is something that, you know, I've been trying to slice the cake any different way to find a way to do it. But it comes back to the point that I don't want to make that commitment. Yeah, which is like, there's nothing wrong with it. I think actually mm. the fact that you're talking about it being such like a physical, like somatic experience, like, no, I feel in my body, like I am repelling this idea. Mm-hmm like that is something to pay attention to always yeah even if it is just like it doesn't because you're right like it goes back to the two two different questions it doesn't always mean because like you never ever want to do that again but there's something right now that's just like no I, I can't take on commitments I think listening to that kind of stuff is yeah I don't know it's like a gift to yourself if you can listen to what you need I think that's a huge gift mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. these things can self-select a little bit because what I've since moving and being very out of routine like for the first week I just like didn't eat during the day like just kind of (laughs) 
sort of forgotten and I'd be like oh and then because the clocks have changed here and it's like oh I've got to get out for a walk before it gets dark and then you're like halfway up a hill and you're like I've literally not eaten anything I'm starving (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so like just having like a little tick chart where I like tick tick that I have managed to eat during the day but like committing that that is something that's important is very similar to your sort of 10,000 steps thing that even on that literally hygiene level of (laughs) nourishment to start to build that up and and starting picking things up yeah Mm -hmm. so yeah it's like in a way it's not like that surprising especially like going through transition that yeah first of all like not wanting commitments but also actually like transitions are such a reset Mm-hmm. of yeah like it, they're a disruption probably first and then it's a reset of like what is life gonna like look like like in this space because it even though like you are the same or most of you is the same <laughs> like what you're bringing in yeah like we do operate differently in different spaces we just we just do and have to figure out like new routines and new rhythms and I don't know. Yeah, it's just to say, like, it's not that surprising in a way that, mm-hmm. like, it's like you're rebuilding. Like, it's like a new foundation in a new space. That makes sense to me. And th- th- I wrote in my newsletter and also on Instagram is this kind of feeling of it all circling back. And I think particularly when you've had like an injury as we both have that kind of feeling of like going backwards, but knowing you've done it before so you can do it again of and that continual sort of spiral of progress rather than linear progress where even though you think you and people very often are like I've done this I've learned this lesson it's like well yeah we have to keep going back and yes you remember some things from it but now you're experiencing it in a deeper way and so it is this very strange kind of thing in transition where everything has changed and nothing has changed and like I'm completely different, but the same person. And it's it's a very, we like things to be so orderly and mm-hmm. linear and it just doesn't mm-hmm. exist like that. And so kind of giving into the soup is, and, and and that surrender, I don't know, maybe that's hitting rock bottom and then building back up or, or what? I don't know. No, I don't think so. I think that it's almost like the image that came to me as you were describing that, first of all, it's just like, it's like what it means to be human. And also, like, how much of this stuff comes from, like, the stories we're told or the stories we tell ourselves of, like, how things are supposed to go? Like, that it is just, yeah, like, linear, that it you've learned the lesson once. And it, I don't know, it's almost like, like, why would we ever assume that we wouldn't hit bumps in the road that would knock us down occasionally? Like, why would we assume anything other than that would happen in life? Yeah, I don't know. It's like making me think now of like, yeah, the stories we tell ourselves. Because I can also like listen back to whether it's our conversation or even just think about conversations I've had with friends this year and really hear the words I've used around work and the fact that I haven't been doing it. And almost, um, yeah, like it's been like self-deprecating, which is like not really surprising for me, but like... I don't know. I'm just like, what would it look like to almost rewrite it now so that, yeah, so that it didn't, I guess, like have to feel like as big of a deal that this year has been different. I don't know. Well, it's something that that makes me think of, and, and I might be 
mishearing what you're saying or misunderstanding, but the difference between knowing and knowing <laughs> that I can know in my head that like, it's fine, you've done it before, you can do it again, like, but knowing that and believing that in in like the truest internal part of me is a very, very different thing. Yeah, what it's making me think of right away and I don't think I've ever, or maybe I've said this like once out loud, gosh, and I'm like, was it with you? Is <laughs> <laughs> just that I actually think, like this is very honest, but I think that one of the things that's been happening for me when it comes to the stories I've been telling about work this year is almost one of the things I've been doing is actually trying to make other people comfortable because it's it's a weird thing to be able to say that like I barely worked this year and I was okay. Like I didn't make a lot of money, but like I, you know, could pay my rent and my bills and it feels like a weird thing to say. And I I think that I probably have been, or I just, I just, yeah, it's like, that's still, I guess, a little bit of the pe- people pleasing that comes mm-hmm. out of like trying to make other people comfortable with the fact that that has been my truth. Like, I feel like a lot of the time this year when people have asked me like what I'm doing, I have really felt the need to have an answer when the actual answer is just like, I'm just like not really doing anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, of course I am. I am doing some things, but I'm this year I have not done a lot that would actively make me money. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and that's just been my reality. But it's like I've been uncomfortable saying that. And is that, do you think, because you don't want those people to have to worry about you or or pity you or have some sort of emotional response? Or is it you trying to kind of hold up the social contract of productivity and capitalism and and the worthiness of working like where does that kind of sit yeah I think it's that I think it's the second the second one I think there's definitely a piece of sort of upholding the stories that we've been told and then I also think it's like it's uncomfortable to say uh I'm not worried what people think of or like I'm not worried that people would worry about me it's more almost the other way that like I worry what people would think that I could be in a position this year to like not do very much and still be okay when that's not the case for so many people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm very like this, the past couple of years in general have been this like weird bubble for me of like, that's true right now. And like, will not be true every year in the future. But so maybe because of that, maybe there has been this piece of like, yeah, continuing to uphold because this is such a temporary thing. Yeah, I don't know. But it is weird to say you don't work. Like, it's really weird to say you, like, don't really do anything or that the majority of your time is sort of spent taking care of yourself. And because I've been with my family, it's like taking care of my family. Like I, you know, being here for the past couple of years, it's like I do all of our grocery shopping. I do a lot of cleaning. Like I do a lot of like stuff around the house. I do a lot for the dogs. And that's all new for me, too. Like, well, that's an interesting role that I've stepped into for the past couple of years. <laughs> and yeah, and so, I don't know. Yeah, it's so weird. I never knew I was going to share any of that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, so it's, I don't know, and all that's temporary too, though, right? Mm-hmm. Like being here, taking care, of, taking care of the family in that way, like all of that is very temporary. And so maybe it's just weird to talk about your life when it is so temporary. 
Mm -hmm. like when you can tell that like what you're doing isn't what you're going to be doing forever maybe it is just weird to talk about it when we know we're in like we really know we're in phases like that Mm. and and you don't want to be defined by that 100 (laughs) percent. yeah so you don't want to say what you have or haven't been doing because it's like well this is what i'm doing but that's not what i do (laughs) yeah yeah that's a really good point that's a Mm. good point yeah you're like this is like this is me making or like yeah doing what i can in the situation that we've been in and it will not be like this forever Mm-hmm. yeah but yeah it makes sense yeah I wouldn't wouldn't want to be defined by that yeah and uh, and actually as as I'm talking I'm realizing quite a similar thing for me is that you know, having spent most of this year being like well this is what I do but it's not what I'm gonna do but I don't know what it is I am gonna do that not being able to put into words that also has an impact on the confidence because it's like a kind of I can't even express this. I can't even stand behind it. Therefore, it doesn't even really exist. What am Gosh. I What am I feeling confident about if I can't even define it? Well, and if, yeah, I can't define it. And like, literally even internally, like let alone externally, how we can define like what we're going to do or what our hopes and dreams are and all of that. But yeah, if you can't even sort of see it internally yet. Yeah. Gosh. I'm like, where, I've been answering a lot of me. I'm like, where are you at on this topic right now? Kind of in general. <laughs> it was interesting as you were speaking earlier about like the commitments and the pr- proving to yourself that you can do things and therefore that means you can do other things because I found um, a lot of compartmentalization going on of like, well, yeah, I can do it over here. Like, yes, I could start walking every day again, but that has no bearing on whether I'll be able to pick up with work again and that trust piece of like yes I trust that I can start walking every day but I do not trust that if I lie down I'll ever get back up metaphorically like if I let go of this kind of the rope of work that it will slip away like you know unravel away and I'll never get it back and so there's this kind of very liminal not doing either of being pulled in between both and just staying in the same place and and not making any progress that's that word again but yeah so it's that's something that I've been finding because yeah that's the kind of logical thing it's like oh I'll just do a little project and I'll prove to myself that I can I can trust myself and then something in my head is like okay that's nice but that proves nothing (laughs) yeah yeah I'm I'm not sure why I'm thinking of this but you know you're talking about kind of the not like knowing in your body, like you don't want to make long-term commitments right now. So I am curious around work. It's almost like a couple different questions. It's like, is there anything, not even like you feel like you could commit to, but you would actually want to commit to? And, and, or like, has there been, that's kind of a yes or no question, but like, I guess I'm curious around like the topics of things that you do talk about and how those have shifted and how or if and how like that has then ultimately shifted work stuff Mm. I'm, I'm just like being reminded I guess of like a period for me so I stopped blogging three years ago after doing it for eight years and I had I had you know talked about various different topics in those eight years but something I've been reflecting on as we're talking about like commitments and things we've been able to stick to is like I wrote that blog for eight freaking years like I was dedicated to it and to the readers and 
being honest in my writing, replying to comments, showing up, like building real community there. And then I think I entered what I can only describe as like question mark growth period of life, (laughs) Like, (laughs) like extreme growth. And it's been really hard for me in the last three years. And I shouldn't even use hard. It's like, I have just found that there's nothing that's made me want to sit down and write publicly. There's, there's been no, not even drive. Like, it's just like, no, I could like list, I could at any point, Kate, I could probably give you 10 topics of something I could write about. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, like, I don't actually want to do that. And so I'm like, what, what's been happening those three years? How are you, like, where did that land for you, even mm. just in sharing that? I don't know. Yeah, no, that does feel, yeah. <laughs> that, um, I guess that, I mean, this podcast is, is the line I hold where mm-hmm. it feels like if I miss a week, everything becomes chaos. But like the minute I allow the possibility that I could miss a week to come into my head, it's like, that's where everything falls apart but the same with like blogging is that I did that so so consistently and then like I've had I think I've done one blog post since my Q2 review of the year which would have been in whenever that was June so like that's and that's a oh god that's a really long time and (laughs) yeah it's it's fine and same with newsletters I've kind of skipped a couple of months here and there and and just been fine with it because it's like I don't know what to say (laughs) Um, and yeah it does feel like and how I've really felt kind of all year I think is it's uh, unable to put into words yet like I can feel there's a there's a thing but it's nowhere near being able to be expressed it's like not even in the volcano yet the magma it's like still like it's still solid rock down at the bottom and it's there but like no matter how many ways I try to extract it it's just like not ready and it is more ready than it was in like January but yeah, it's this, there is a, there is, I sit here and I'm like, but this is what I want to do. I want to write. <laughs> this is like the, the whole thing that I've set this life up around, but I don't wanna. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, it's just, ah, uh, not, not that we're coming up with any answers. <laughs> in this one. But um, it's like what I'm hearing that is like, again, just the like, yeah, no wonder it's like been hard to sit down and write when yeah like you're describing like like everything's just kind of like starting to bubble up inside starting like it's not even close to being ready to come out I wonder if you have any like do you ever make attempts to do stuff and then and then what comes up for you like do you ever like sit down and like think I'm gonna write something and then like what happens if you if that happens like yeah and then it sort of depends what it is. So like today I've been writing the episode that will go out next week. And there were several times I was like, no, 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 no. like I'm just, and I'm just not gonna do it. <laughs> but like I say, because the podcast is the line I hold, I kind of keep going with it. But other things, it, it makes it as far as like four words in my notes app. And then it's like, I don't have to do this. Yeah. Gosh, yeah, wait, was it you that talked? Was it maybe it was when you did your big challenge? Did you write a lot in mm-hmm. your notes app? Did you like didn't you also like talk into it and just like like in the bath, just be like, Oh, here's 
I didn't talk into it, but I okay, did. Okay. I have done do sometimes write in the bath quite a lot. Okay, okay. So I did read that from you. <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't know. I I will say like it's not talking about progress or anything, but I think that in hearing you say a couple of times now that the podcast is like that is your one thing. That's like that is where you draw the line. Mm-hmm. You keep you keep this going. That is a commitment. Like mm-hmm. that is a commitment. And yeah, I think that not that that is then the answer to everything, but it's like, I can see that as an example of like, yeah, like you've, it's not like you've like fully like lost your creativity. Like you haven't forgotten how to be creative. You haven't forgotten how to create Mm -hmm. work and work that people are interested in consuming. But yeah, that you've like kept up that practice. Like, I think that is where it's like, yes, it's like, you know, you're, it's a commitment to listeners per se, but it is also to you. I didn't do anything from like, when I stopped blogging in 2018, I didn't have any kind of regular commitment until this spring when I started the podcast. So like two and a half years mm. where I had no, where I had nothing that I had sort of committed to. Uh, I guess I did like write another book, but like, <laughs> I didn't have sort of like, you know, a weekly or monthly thing that I'd said, I'm going to do this. And that I almost like I'm now wondering if that could have yeah, had some role to play in like losing my own self-confidence. So not even about like what others might think or whatever, but just being like, yeah, the regular habit. Because uh, I do think that there was something about, you know, regularly blogging or having a regular newsletter. I do think that there was something about that that did like feel really good because I stuck to it. I stuck to it. It was my commitment and I, I wanted to do it. And so, yeah, it's like, I wonder almost for me, if not this year, if like a question for next year would almost just be like, what do I actually want to commit to? And like genuinely want to, like not because I need to, but like, what do I actually really want to commit to? Like what would feel really good for me? Mm. Cause I, I don't think that this answer that I've had of just like no commitments ever is working for me anymore. <laughs> I, like, mm-hmm. like, it's been a thing and I'm like and I don't think it's working anymore <laughs> yeah it's served it's it's, uh, it's served you well and now yeah. <laughs> it is no longer and I think interestingly with the with the podcast and the, I think the reason that I'm able to commit to that is that it's got a certain set of definitions around it where mm. it's sort of for some reason in my head I know more what it's supposed to be so I can I'm trying to make this not sound like a sausage factory or like I'm like a putting parts together, but I know the parts it needs to have and I can put yeah. them together. Whereas like with things like blogging, it's kind of like, it's just my thoughts. <laughs> and I don't know what my thoughts are. And so actually, whether that's an answer of sorts is that, and the same with your 10,000 steps, like mm. there's an easy criteria around that. Yeah. Like So when the, the definitions are clear, and you don't have to think so much you can just do that makes it easier it, that's making me think of I almost wonder if another like on top of sort of like yeah like what do I want to commit to if another thing for me to think about would almost be yeah like what are the rules around it uh, maybe or even like what are the boundaries around it I I remember there was a post I wrote years ago about like how I very slowly grew my blog on my own terms. And it was like, it's so interesting to look back and and see that actually there was a lot of intentionality 
in how I blogged, but that mostly was coming from a place of like, like I write for me, but I also show up for my readers. Like I replied to every comment I received, every email I received back then. I never did sponsored content. Like I had all these like very specific sort of rules that really were just my values like built in. And I'm like, what if I'm, what if like another thing for me to look at would almost be like, yeah, like what would, what are my values now? And like, how could I create boundaries or kind of rules or whatever to like build that back in? Because they've, they've clearly shifted. Things have clearly Mm -hmm. shifted. And so no wonder what I used to do doesn't make sense for me anymore. But yeah, like what, what are they now? What would they be now? Mm -hmm. Hmm. And and that's such a huge thing with the progress thing is, is can be useful to think I've done this before that means I can do it again but also just because you've done it before doesn't mean you can do it in the same way again um and those two things can be quite conflated and that that's definitely something that I've been doing is just like trying to do the old things and not getting what I need out of it Mm. have you been aware of that that you were just trying to do the old things um I only mean, with the high, like continual hindsight, like it's yeah. <laughs> that that spiral again of like I'm like oh I'm not gonna do and people will know this that they, in the beginning of 2020 I was like that's it I'm not doing one to one ever again and then somehow I just sort of drift into it and I really like I do really enjoy it and then it's that commitment thing of not wanting to do have the long term and then and then I'm like oh there's that lesson again. <laughs> Is I did say like many moons ago that I was not interested in this. <laughs> oh, no wonder I'm back here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> I'm like kind of dying here because I'm just like, wow, well, I've just given myself a lot of homework in a way. <laughs> like, just a lot of questions and zero answers. Um, Where do you think? fear sits in this question of confidence for you Hmm. wow interestingly I would say I think it's that like I really don't want to do anything that I used to do like being very honest about that and it's like well what happens when you fully let go because I think I've really let go in stages right like even the state of say sort of early 2018 I stopped blogging um in the summer I like kind of wrote a post to make it official and then it wasn't until an entire year later I remember very specifically I was on a retreat that Nicole was hosting so August 2019 having this moment of like I actually want to delete the blog like I actually don't want the archives like I have a copy of everything I've ever written but um I was like I actually don't want any of this even on the internet anymore and and still I would say that since then I have had a lot of stories in my head of like like it's too scary to sort of like let go of the newsletter or to let go of Instagram and like I don't actually want to delete either of those things but there's been like the stories I guess that have remained have been like oh, I should do this. I should, I should, I should. I should write a newsletter soon. I should, da, 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 da. And, and so I've been like afraid to do the full let go. And I think also the full then embrace of like what I would actually want to do, or, like what I would actually want to write about. Because I do want to write. Like I do actually, and like I can see that I would still send 
emails to a news a newsletter, I think the shoulds have been one of the biggest things that have been uh, stopping me from actually writing anything because I'm I still have this story in my head of like what I should do with it. And it's like, it, it is scary to just, I guess, drop all the stories of the things that you do know have worked or that maybe a publisher would want or mm-hmm. whatever. And yeah, like, what does it look like to fully let go? And it's like not starting from square one also because it's impossible in a lot of it's like you've already done so much stuff. Like you're not really starting from square one. But like, what does it look like to like if I was just writing today for the first time, like what would I say? I don't know if I'll even know because like, how do you remove, first Mm. of all, like eight years of history plus like another three years of the shoulds. Uh, Like, how do you just remove that from your brain and your operating system? But like, yeah, if I was just sitting down to write today, like, what would I write? And is it okay if like a ton of people weren't interested or I don't know, but then also, yeah. So I think there's, there's been fear in like the full let go. Mhm mhm and and yeah i think that circling back to self trust again i find that the the awareness of the process of feeling the should and then making the decision to go against it is what builds like an extra little grain of cement of that self trust is like backing yourself and and that's what i come back to and the, a word that's been coming up for me, well, it's not it's two words is like self betrayal and like, mm. I'm doing, this doesn't, it doesn't feel like self-betrayal to do this. Mm. And so that's maybe when when self-trust or when confidence become too nebulous or big or just overthought, that actually going like, I don't feel like I'm betraying myself if I do this. <laughs> Therefore, that that's what I could trust. Whereas this does feel like I'm betraying myself. Maybe that's something not to do. Oh my gosh. I mean, that just makes me think self-betrayal is like crossing your own boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know what you do and don't want to do. And like every time that you push yourself to do the thing that you really don't want to do, like you're crossing your own boundaries. And yeah, betraying yourself in the process. Wow, that's big. I mean, that could have been your answer, but I am curious how you would answer that question. Mm. I've been experiencing a lot of stuff around disappointment and like fear of being disappointed where like I don't, the idea of having, and it's not even in a public way, just like to have to say to myself like, oh, that's really sad. You really wanted that and you didn't get it. Like the idea of having that feeling in my body is like unbearable. And so I had, and this is kind of like a historic thing. Like I remember when I was in year seven, I was doing the hundred meters and realized I wasn't going to win. And I pretended that I'd pulled a muscle and didn't finish the Mm. race because to be disappointed was worse than trying. Mm -hmm. And so like, just that's something that I found. And then, which has a knock on effect with confidence because if you're not doing those little commitments, if if you're not trying, you're just you're just living in this shadow of fearing disappointment and being disappointed anyway because you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Kate, we could have a whole other conversation about this. <laughs> Honestly, like probably the first or second episode of the new season of Opting Out will be about self sabotage. Like it's literally that. Like examples, oh like in my life of all the ways that I have taken a few steps towards something I wanted, and then for various reasons. Uh, will back out, make excuses, lie, like use it like tripping and being like, oh, like I hurt myself, like, you know, 
<laughs> yeah, I'm like that is it's very much a shared experience. Well, yeah, and you know what? Until you said the word self sabotage there. I would never in a million years define it. In fact, in, I would be like, I'm not someone who self-sabotages at all. But like not starting is self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. <laughs> well, thanks for that. <laughs> You're like, okay, now I need a new therapist. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm just gonna go and sit in a dark room. <laughs> no, it's a... It's a big topic, as was this one. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, wow, like, what a thing to explore, though. Because my guess also is that, like, it came up for me as, like, a, or recently, I guess, I noticed something for the first time. It was like, oh, here is a moment when in the past I would have self-sabotaged right here. Mm. Like, I could feel it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is it. This is the feeling that's coming up. And this is the moment when I would find a way to back out. And being like... I'm not going to do that. It's like, huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. What does it look like then when you don't? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. So interesting. So our conclusions on how to rebuild confidence are. <laughs> <laughs> like deeply analyze everything you've ever done. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh <laughs> I don't know I think like yeah how would you even sum it up <laughs> you're probably better at that than I <laughs> I think well I, I think in conclusion we don't know um, but it's and, and something that I'm finding over and over again is like how personal things are. And it's again on that, that, that spiral. And before we got on, we were talking about a book that was quite general and how that was, how generalizing can be helpful. But also there comes a point where you, like it's your own stuff and there's nothing, there's no, nothing anybody can say on a podcast that's going to like help you because yep. yes, you do have to notice where it is in your body and, and, why that might be and all these other things before you can actually start to deal with them but I think something that we do both seem agreed on is that action taking of some sort plays a role (laughs) yeah I think so too and like yeah like I said I'm still really sitting with this idea of yeah like just following through on the commitments you make to yourself and almost like doing that first, because I think that at the end of the day, it's really about meeting, meeting like whether it's like actual goals or just like how you want to feel or like I set goals sometimes just for like old lady Kate. Like I think about mm-hmm. who I want her to be. And so honestly, the 10,000 step thing was like very much because I have this vision of still being 75, 80 years old and going for a good walk every day. Mm-hmm. The unit's just around the neighborhood, whatever. Like, I, but that's like a goal for me is that I want to still be walking when I'm older. And so it's like, well, how do you do that? Well, you be someone who goes for a long walk every day now. Like, I can't mm-hmm. just imagine that I'm going to do it at 75. <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah. So what does that mean? It's like, oh, well, you do it now then. <laughs> like, so yeah, like starting, starting there. And like, what does it, yeah, what does it look like? But like, how does it feel to follow through? 
Mm -hmm. commitments you make to yourself but yeah I have homework man (laughs) but like stuff that actually excites me like yeah these questions of what do I actually want to commit to like what would my boundaries be now what does it look like to fully let go of old self I think I I did some of that this year. I also think actually like the podcast was a step towards that being like, what do I want to share now? Um, How do I want to show up now? Mm -hmm. Like actually that, that was a really important step for me to take uh, in like beginning to show up a bit differently. Um, Yeah. Lots for me to sit with. It's Mm -hmm, good. mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it's a, where is the energy now whilst also and and something that i think is kind of unspoken between us but i feel is true for both is that as much as we've been talking about self-trust in the now not always having it there does seem to be this implicit belief in both of us that something's gonna come like yes. it's there yeah 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 so so which is if that you know that's the umbrella of self-trust like the, the self-trust exists because we exist something's gonna come so it's kind yeah. of like that balance it's I think, and maybe you get it the wrong way round, where you want to have the self trust in the now, and let the big and not worry about the big picture. Is actually like have the self trust in the big picture and just put the mm. action in the now. Mm. Gosh, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Reminds me. I'll just finish with this little story. It reminds me that a workshop I went to that was done by Elizabeth Gilbert mm-hmm. um, in 2018, and she. It's like. The workshop is she gets you to write a letter. Like essentially you do six letters. It went along with her book, Big Magic. And so it's like you write one, I'm trying to think of them all, but there's like you write one from your fear. You write one from sort of, yeah, enchantment, like things. That, yeah, but the two that were the hardest were one was about perseverance and one was about trust. They were the hardest because honestly, they were just the most emotional, like revisiting sort of all the things actually like I said at the beginning that you you've gotten yourself through that that ultimately does create that bigger picture that umbrella that like you you are resilient you know that you are capable of doing things much past experience tells us this is true for both mm-hmm. of us mm-hmm. um and so yeah it's like maybe just being a little bit lost on the path but like yeah I like this idea like the umbrella of self-trust is there mm-hmm. yeah huh a good one to end on. <laughs> yeah. And then see how confident we feel in the new year. <laughs> I can't wait, friend. <laughs> Any links we mentioned will be in the show notes on my website at simpleandseason.com forward slash podcast. And you can find me and Kate on Instagram. I'm at Simple and Season and she's at Kate Flanders. If you have a friend who you think would really enjoy this conversation, please do send them the link to the episode and share where you're listening online too. And until next time, I hope you grow with soul.